Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. In over 400 editions of the Leadership File, we have never considered the topic of today's show. We're looking today at church mergers and are joined by two men who are leading churches and brought the two together to form North Kent Community Church. But the reason for the merger and the work of God in and around a new project makes for an astonishing story. So welcome to Pete Carter, who's been my guest before, and David Webster. Pete led a, a church in New Ash Green in rural part of North Kent and David a church in Gravesend in North Kent. So welcome, guys, to Leadership Farm. Thank you for having us. Good. To, uh, so, Morning. so just just so people can uh, can get to know your voices, Pete, can you you, you say ho for, hi first of all? Hi, this is Pete Carter, and you're the you've been you've led a church in New Ash Green, uh, in rural part of North Kent, yeah. That's right. Yes, I led that started leading that church in 1988. And uh, and Dave, uh, you you at some point started a church in, in Gravesend. Yeah, we started in uh, 1992. Um, yeah, yeah, the church in Gravesend. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, the merger of your churches came when both of you were looking for kind of answers from God, as I understand it. So, Pete, maybe you could start with your story. You'd been leading this church in New Ash Green and had outgrown the school you were meeting in. Yes, we we, um, we started with a church of about 25 adults and 10 children in 1988. And uh, God just blessed us and, and the church continued to grow. So we, we outgrew one um, set of premises and moved to the edge of uh, the village of New Ash Green where we were meeting and then um, we outgrew that premises and we moved to uh, a secondary school location in Longfield which was about three miles outside of New Ash Green but still drawing very much from the rural communities and we got to a congregation of about uh, probably about 350 people coming from uh, the village uh, villages of, across that part of North Kent um, and we lined up a, a building project with the, the school that we were meeting actually in and because um, the school was going to be redeveloped and we had this plan to actually construct a, an auditorium um, which was big enough for the, the church, uh, not just in its current size, but to grow as well. Uh, and then also to use the school facilities alongside that, uh, very much in conjunction with, with the school. But um, that, that plan actually fell flat um, and didn't come to being and uh, that was a bit of a shock to us and a surprise and, and we were then faced with the difficulty of trying to find somewhere in a rural context that could uh, accommodate a church of our size and we realized that there was nowhere obvi- obvious to go so we were stuck in this this slightly difficult situation knowing that probably about two years in the future we would have nowhere to meet as a congregation and we couldn't think of anywhere within the rural context that was going to be large enough for us. So we were facing this difficulty, and I was obviously talking to God about it, somewhat confused, to be honest, because we honestly thought we'd got the right plan. And uh, I was preaching at a different church um, uh, one Sunday evening, and a friend of mine who's known me for a while came up to me, and he said to me, "Uh, Pete, I've got a a strange prophetic word for you, I'm not sure I understand it, and it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, but I'm convinced that God is saying he's going to place you at the east gate to the city. Now, that, that is a very strange uh, word for somebody who lives in a small village. Um, yes, indeed. Village called New Ash Green, yeah. um, which really isn't 
the East Gate to anywhere. Um, but we'd already started to think about whether we needed to relocate our main activities into the more urban context, just on practical reasons of finding maybe a warehouse or something like that that could accommodate us. But immediately our, um, our minds went to um, the, the, the development that's going on within the Thames Gateway, which is in the north and south of the River Thames, where 160,000 new dwellings are being formed over the next sort of 20 years or so. And we felt that God said to us very clearly that he was going to place us at, at, as in a position that was part of that. And in order to do that, we would have to look to move closer towards Gravesend. Um, so that was, that's, that's that part of the story, which is really where Dave comes in. Yes, Dave. You, so you were leading a church in um, in uh, Gravesend at this point, and uh, what was going on with you? Yeah, we started off. Um, we were a church plant from uh, Dartford Christian Fellowship, just a few miles up the road, and we sort of started with about twenty, twenty-five adults. Um, in the first couple of years, we doubled in size, so about fifty adults, uh, about eighty or ninety with young people and and children. But for the next sort of 10, 12 years, we, were, we, we stayed around about the same size, actually. Um, that was quite a frustrating time. It, it was a good time. There were, you know, people, we saw people saved, added to the church, uh, but people would then move on. Um, my, one of my strap lines was, we, you know, we, lose, we win some and we lose some. <laughs> and it's kind of, uh, yeah. you know, it was quite frustrating. Um, we got quite a reputation for, you know, persevering and pushing it, pushing ahead in, in faith. Um, but there, were, there just, just came a time when I thought, well, Lord, can't be enough is enough. You know, um, it's been great. It's been a great journey. We've done all sorts of things. We've run fun days for the local community. We've, you know, we're into cell groups. We've run Alpha. We, anything we thought would might help us to grow, we, we gave it a try and, uh, you know, had some success in that. But eventually I, I said to God, well, you know, it's been good, God, but um, if you don't do something, if you don't break through, um, in, a, in about a year's time, I felt I was quite generous. I kind of got, <laughs> gave, gave God a, a year. I said, in a year's time, if we haven't broken through evangelistically, then I'm just going to find it hard to stand up in front of, you know, the congregation and say, come on, guys, keep going. You know, God is with us. Um, and within about two weeks of that prayer, uh, Pete had asked me to sit down. Pete and I were part of a, a leadership group in New Frontiers that uh, met on a regular basis. Pete led that group. Um, he just asked me to stay behind after one of our Thursday morning meetings to talk about this idea of merging the two churches. Well, wow. so up to that point. Well, wow. so Pete, do you want to come in and what was your thinking at this point? Um, well, I think it was that, that God was speaking to us about. Uh, in one sense, relocating the centre of our activities. The, uh, the centre of everybody's activity, you know, their own individual life and, and where we live. I still live in New Ash Green, so I, to me, I still worship there. That's my main area of, of witness. But obviously, ch churches have buildings that, that actually, you know, where activity tends to happen. So we thought, well, we're, we're sure God's moving us to the, to the more uh, urban context. And in one sense, we've always gravitated towards Gravesend um, for shopping and other activities, swimming. and So there's a connection between that. A lot of our children would go to their senior schools in, in Gravesend. So, so there was already a, a connection. So we thought Gravesend, but I, I knew Dave 
uh, was leading the New Frontiers Church in Gravesend, so I wasn't uh, just going to sort of turn up on his doorstep without <laughs> without talking to him. Uh, and then it, Dave and I had this conversation, actually, uh, where he told me what he was thinking. So I thought, oh, well, maybe there's a solution for both of us here, that, that actually mm. God is, is prompting us to, to put the two churches together to become one entity with a view to reaching right across the whole area of North Kent, the, the urban and the rural context. So, so that was what was going on in my mind. And I think backing that up was, was quite a lot of um, prophetic direction, both for ourselves and also for, for the church in Gravesend, which is uh, an important part of the story. Sure. And wasn't there a, a meeting at some point where someone gave a prophetic word about your churches or something like that? Actually, we'd lived uh, in Gravesend. We lived with a, a prophetic word from uh, a guy called Dave Devonish um, at the Stony Bible Week, funnily enough, uh, in the days when public prophecies like that were fairly rare. And he told us to, uh, we, it became known as the reinforcements word. Um, basically, he addressed us as a church and said, those people in Gravesend, you need to call for reinforcements. You need to call for, you know, for backup, basically. Um, just like in the days of Nehemiah when they called you know, different families together to kind of rebuild the walls. Uh, and we embraced that. We always embraced that. We felt we'd seen quite a lot of fulfillment uh, of that prophecy. Uh, in the first year after David brought that prophecy, we saw about 18 people saved and added to the church. Uh, and then we kind of almost forgot about it, but it kept coming back to us. Um, and when Pete approached me about you know, merging the two churches and his being the larger church, ours being the smaller church, um, we really felt that this, you know, uh, was another fulfillment, really, of that prophetic word. Um, so that kind of informed our thinking. But we were due, I think, were we, to go to um, uh, the prayer and fasting sessions that New Frontiers ran at the time, uh, where several hundred, you know, leaders would get together to pray and fast over two days. And the following week, after we'd begun to talk, or Pete had talked about the idea of a, of a merger, uh, we were due to go to prayer and fasting. We thought, well, that's a great opportunity. Uh, you know, if God is in this, then we'll ask him to speak directly, you know, into our situation. Well, typically those meetings would start with a couple of hours of worship, and then people would begin to pray and prophesy. And the first person who's a friend, uh, particularly Pete's um, friend of ours, Andy, Merrick, Andy Merrick, thank you, <laughs> um, from a church in Glasgow, was the first guy up uh, to prophesy. And he said, I can see um, a small battalion of soldiers kind of fighting on the front line. And it's been tough. It's been hard going. Uh, they feel a bit exhausted. But there's a big army coming up behind them. And we just looked at one another and said, that's, what, that's it, isn't it? That's the prophetic word that we need. Uh, the Gravesend Church is like the little army. Uh, or the little, sorry, little battalion fighting on the front line, and the new Ash Green guys, they are the big army coming up behind us who are going to renew us and refresh us. And uh, so we're rushing up to Andy Merrick at the end of the meeting saying, you'll never guess how directly you've prophesied into the life of our two churches. Wow, that is, that is a, a staggering and wonderful story, isn't it? We're going to have to take a break now, but uh, we'll be back uh, just after this. And welcome back to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Pete Carter and Dave Webster. Uh, Pete was leading a church in New Ash Green in rural part of uh, 
North Kent and Dave a church in Gravesend. Uh, we were talking before the break of the amazing way in which God brought the two churches together through prophetic words and through circumstances in terms of uh, the, the, the plans for both churches in wanting to go forward for God. Um, so um, we were talking before the break of, of these prophetic words, um, uh, Pete and Dave. Um, how do the churches respond um, to the idea of a merger? Was was the fact that had, there had been prophetic words part of the the way that smoothed the way, or was it was there some trickiness in the whole business? Um, I think I think the prophetic words were were the the key because uh, I think both churches would say this that we've always had the sort of the philosophy that if if God says it, we will do it, and then we work out how afterwards because right. we want to be obedient to God, uh, and that's where faith rests. Um, so the fact that uh, God spoke to us was, was very, very important. And, and once we communicated that uh, to the churches, that obviously helps. And I think it's probably worth it if we talk about it from our individual perspectives, because obviously I, we had completely different challenges facing the, the two different uh, churches as we put them together. Um, for us, the challenge was a, was a, a, a geographic relocation um, which was a big cultural shift because our, our mission up to that time was primarily to reach this, this rural area, um, which we were very successful at doing. And, and then we were going to have to sort of help people to, to transition in their thinking to, to, to reaching an urban area as well as the rural area, not forgetting the rural area. So, so we had to get our, uh, the people uh, ready for, for a geographic relocation. Now, that is... Uh, a challenge, no doubt about it. So that was the the most obvious uh, consequence of, of this for uh, the people in the rural communities. Um, and immediately we started to look for um, a meeting place uh, in Gravesend. Uh, we looked for a school, but actually nothing came about. So, so that 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 geographic relocation didn't happen immediately. So actually that that challenge then became um, part of the challenge that Dave faced in leading, leading his church forward. Yeah, I think we, uh, you know, the majority of the church kind of embraced it because of the prophetic words. Uh, but we, I think we un- underestimated the kind of uh, challenge that people would have. Just what we said blandly as leaders sometimes, well, we're only going 10 minutes down the road. You know, it takes as much time to get from one side of Gray's End to another uh, as that. But actually, we probably underestimated the, the sense that people would now have to, uh, initially at least, be worshipping outside of their town, travelling somewhere outside of their town. Although the location of the school is actually probably direct, uh, halfway between New Ash Green and Gravesend, wasn't it? And yeah. Pete had been sort of meeting in that place for some time. Um, and consequently, we, we did, you know, right at the beginning, we lost a number of people who said, well, I'm not prepared to travel. Uh, but the majority initially did come and, um, you know, get involved in the enterprise, even though the long-term future was always to have, you know, a base, a venue back in the urban area in Gravesend. Splendid. And then, of course, there's the, this all um, dovetailed so wonderfully with um, with the plans that were taking place um, in, in terms of the the development of of this area, of, of of you know within Gravesend itself. Yes. Yes. We as shortly after we put the two churches together, we we entered into. Um, a process basically where we were uh, bidding to be taken up as the the uh, 
partners of, of, in the construction of uh, part of this new area and to, for ourselves to construct the worship and community facility um, in a new housing development um, as part of the Thames Gateway. And um, so uh, and one of the reasons that we were uh, successful with that um, was probably because of, of the, the different historical context of the two churches, both of whom have been very successful in uh, social regeneration in, in their areas, David within some areas of, of Gravesend, particularly the poor areas, and ourselves in the rural context. And um, I think also it spoke to people of, of, they were interested that the two churches would come together to work together rather than sit separately. So I think it, it helped us with that. Um, and uh, obviously that building project, um, which has now come to fruition, is in, uh, in Gravesend or the Gravesham area, um, so, yeah, we, we suddenly took on something that was, was a huge project together, which we've worked together towards. And, and financially, you needed to raise over a million? Uh, yeah, we, well, the project, for the building project itself, is over three million, probably about three and a half million. And our congregation, uh, throughout you know, the, the time of the building project, we started um, in collecting finance for this in the year 2000, actually, but... Uh, Congregation, and that'd be the, you know, the two congregations coming together as well. We've collected from uh, our own pockets about one and a half million pounds. Well, wow. um, and we've had some donations from outside, and we have a bank loan as well, which has enabled us to to uh, finalise the building. Sure. So, um, when two church leaders come together to form kind of one church, it, c- it can be, I guess, tricky to sort out who does what. Uh, you've got potentially congregation members who will look to one or the other as their quote leader. Uh, how did you find the, that that whole business on a personal level? Uh, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, uh, I think we've probably our whole leadership uh, philosophy has kind of developed in you know since we've been together anyway. But at the time, I think Pete was very much the the senior leader, uh, and I was an elder in Gravesend, and I effectively joined uh, uh, Pete's team. Um, I think we've evolved since then into a much more sort of gift-based anointing type leadership where we recognize people's different roles, whether they're apostolic or teaching or partial and so on. Um, but, you know, that was, you know, the philosophy we had was slightly different when we when we started off. Um, and I guess we've always believed in, you know, submitting to one another and, you know, God anointing that kind of process. And the senior leadership that I, that I had, you know, embraced that. I think uh, Pete's senior leadership very much embraced uh, those two, you know, uh, you know, a new team kind of emerging out of that with, with Pete uh, leading it. Um, I think everybody across the church then had a challenge. And we, you know, we wouldn't pretend it was easy to kind of take worship teams and children's teams, youth teams, and, and mould them together. Uh, I think... Generally, overall, we were successful, uh, but, you know, it does challenge people's sense of identity uh, and different ways of doing things, and a lot of those we had to work through over a period of time. Um, and generally, were successful, but I can't say that we could, you know, we literally placed everybody, and everybody was entirely happy with that process. Uh, I'd say one of the keys that, that made it work relatively well was, was actually uh, Dave's humility. Um, and not fighting for position, 
and then actually learning to work together. And I'd say it's actually been a delight. We've enjoyed working together so much, and, and there's a huge strength in our leadership team now through what we've, we've brought together. Um, so I, I would say that, that David's uh, humility was, was, was one of the keys for that working well. Well, I've, um, just to declare an interest myself, of course, I've um, attended the evening school of supernatural ministry at uh, at NKCC, and um, and I would say there's never been a moment when I've sensed anything other than you know unity and unanimity between the two of you. So I think that's that's credit to how the Lord's you know taken things really from a from a personal angle. If I if I can just chip in at that point, um, so um, how how have things developed? Um, as as a church, I, I've I've hinted that already that the School of Supernatural Ministry was was one of the thing was one of the fruits of um, of your your vision for the the future of uh, of the work. Uh, ooh, it's a big question. Um, I, I think we're on we're in a very exciting phase of church life. Um, obviously, we're now actually in the building and making it work, but I think we've never allowed the building to become the focus. Um, Church is about people and the activity of people and reaching other people with the God's love and power. And we've always concentrated on that and we regard the building as a facility to make us more effective in doing that. And I think we've always been um, a church that loves the presence of God, uh, want Him uh, involved in all that we do. We love when He speaks to us. Uh, we love being intimate with Him. And I honestly believe that God is doing uh, new things uh, in the UK and other, other nations of the world at the moment. And we're trying to uh, embrace all that he's saying and, and, and doing. And we're probably, right at this moment, we, we, we are creating a new wineskin, uh, as we believe it, for, for the wine that we think and perceive that God is pouring out. So uh, we've got our schools of supernatural ministry, which are <clears throat> extraordinarily successful and popular, the day school and the evening school, and we're just about to start a pro what we call Project 365, which is sort of a, more of a gap year project working with us. Um, we're working with many different churches from lots of different uh, backgrounds and denominations now. I think God is breaking down denominational barriers, and I think the fact that we put two churches together <clears throat> has helped us to understand how churches work together, and, it's, and it is an example for other people. Um, so when we talk about churches working together, we have a credibility um, because of, of that, that history. And we are in a, in a place where we are working with many different churches uh, in this part of the UK, across the UK, and actually across the nations as well. So I think uh, we're enjoying ourselves. Yeah. I think um, I'm not quite sure how this derives from your question, but it's something worth sort of throwing in that... When we uh, brought the two churches together, you know, we were two New Frontiers churches, we had a lot of similarities. I think one of the keys for us is that we, uh, you know, began to work on something that wasn't just the sum of the two parts, you know, um, just working out, trying to be, you know, the kind of churches we were. Actually, we began to evolve into something else, didn't we? Yes. Um, so, not least of all through our association, you know, with the Bethel Church in California, we began to discover... Uh, you know, a new culture, uh, what we came to know as a kind of supernatural culture or kingdom culture. Um, and I think, I think the kingdom thinking actually made us think across the churches, didn't it? And, yeah. You know, what, what, what is it we've got in common? What are, if seeking first the kingdom of God is what we are about, what does that actually look like? And I think that gave us a, a bigger picture and a, 
uh, a broader picture and, and helped us to form something new out of two things that have formerly been, you know, separate. Well, it's it's sad, sadly time has defeated us, but that's a wonderful way of, uh, of finishing, Dave. So thank you. Um, you know, to, to to reflect on the goodness of God in in a making <laughs> making all this possible, b um, the the way in which He spoke at different times to both of you to bring this together. It is a a fascinating, wonderful story, and uh, who knows, maybe it'll be written down and published <laughs> in some way one day. But thank you so much. So it's um, David Webster who was speaking last, and, and Pete Carter who are. Uh, leading uh, the North Kent Community Church, uh, based in um, in, uh, in the Gravesend area. So, uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. And uh, do log on to Premier's own website, www.premier.org.uk, and you can log on, find uh, archive versions of the leadership file, including this one, in due course. I look forward to your company again next Sunday at three thirty. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's Word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.